time to buy in. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Now, let's start the hour. Welcome to this week's episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour, where we explore investment strategies for the modern financial landscape. I'm Sean Harris, sitting in for Chris Ragland. And with me today in the Noble Capital Studios are two of the greatest financial minds in the room, Mr. Jess Hamill and Mr. Jaden Newman. Welcome back to the airwaves, guys. Hello. What's up, Chris? Oh, excuse me. Chris, where, where is Chris? Chris today? is in here. Where is Chris? I, it's well, Sean. Chris had to step out, and so I, you know, I humbly and selflessly decided to step Stand in and help in the him gap. out. So, yeah, gentlemen, yeah. it's so, gonna be fun. I love Sean's uh, radio voice. It's oh, thank cool. you. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. I'll put a really cool effect on it. Uh, there you go. Uh, in post production. So, uh, you guys ready to do this or what? Let's do I, it. I'm excited about this. I've got a really great show planned. I think. Uh, today's episode is called What The, where we're going to be answering listener questions that we have gathered through Facebook and through email. So these are actual real listener questions that I've been compiling over the past couple of weeks, and I'm going to let you guys answer them. Cool. I like it. So uh, we're actually just a couple days away from Christmas. You guys all all set? You got all your, your gifts wrapped and... Should be starting here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> Last minute. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for the missus. Um, she got after it early this year. And oh, good. Yeah. It's been Amazon delivering packages, sending them to the neighbors. Yeah. Tracking stuff down, deli- getting the neighbors' packages sent to us, and then having to go deliver them to them. So we're meeting a lot of neighbors. That That's cool. That's Thank you, Amazon. Thank God for the internet. Oh, man, if it wasn't for the misses, there would be no Christmas presents under my tree. I'm really bad about that. <laughs> just give money away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, actually, Austin uh, just got a Christmas present. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Apple announced that they're going to be building a, a billion-dollar campus here in North Austin. Did you guys read that? Wow. I did not. I did. I saw that. And that's big news for for anybody um, in, in business in Central Texas. And for us, I, I just love that it, it bolsters the, the whole premise that we're building our company on, uh, what, whether it's the, the wealth management side, which is the focus of, of this show. Um, but our private lending business is, is all about residential real estate in Texas. So having a, a big employer come like Apple, and apparently they're, they're going to become Austin's top employer now. There's something oh, like wow. 15,000 jobs coming. And wow. I, love, I love the way that, that – uh, did I say Amazon, by the way? Uh, I can't no, – no, you said Apple. I you confused right. it with, with Amazon because Amazon – It's the same company, right? Yeah, right. Same, same <laughs> Apple, Amazon. So you know, a- Amazon did that whole bidding and talked to a bunch of cities, and Apple just comes in stealth and – yeah. Makes the announcement. Yep, yep. we're, we're going we to Austin. Oh, they, they already knew where they wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's awesome. And so that, that really bodes well for Texas real estate. I mean, people need a, that many people they here. Do. They so. need a place to live. So that's exciting. Yeah. Cool. Well, 
Uh, you guys want to jump into it? I've got a bunch of great questions here from our listeners. Carpe diem, baby. Fire away. All right. Well, so this first one comes from Jim in San Antonio, and I'm not going to use anybody's last name here, obviously. Uh, He says, if I want to invest in real estate, why would I do it through a fund when I could just flip a house myself? That's a good question, Jim. If you're listening, and and for our other listeners, the, the fundamental question there is, we, we've got to compare apples to apples when we're talking about investing. One is what I would call a, a passive investment where you invest your money and you're, you're playing a passive role there at that point. Um, you know, Maybe you get reporting and you check up on things every once in a while, but going out and actually flipping a house yourself, that's definitely not passive. You're rolling up your sleeves and that's very hands-on and very active. So... If you want to go flip a house, Jim, then by all means, you know, roll up your sleeves and, and go do it. Uh, but that's that that's more like a a business that you're starting um, in, instead of an investment that you're investing in. And, and, and in fact, a lot of our investors that invest in private lending with us, they're actually ex landlords uh, or maybe even still current landlords or maybe these are folks that have even flipped houses but they're certainly not the ones out there doing the work, managing projects, hiring contractors, swinging hammers, that kind of thing. These are folks that are just looking for passive income streams, and they, they believe in real estate, and they, they like the prospects of having some residential real estate in their portfolio. Yeah. Well, so even if you're doing all the work yourself, that requires an enormous amount of expertise, right? And I think very few people have that, but if you're supervising the work or, or you know, lining up contractors and doing all of that, that kind of takes another skill set too that a lot of people don't really have. Oh, yeah, you're you signing know? up for a, a job. It's a, it's a full-time job and very stressful on, yeah. um, on, on a, even on a relationship to, to, to deal <laughs> yeah. with that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, we don't need our, that aggravation. <laughs> a lot of our professional uh, clients, our, our borrowers that do this vocationally, don't even do the work themselves. Yeah. You know, so... Anyway, ho- hopefully that's clear, Jim. Reach out to us if you if you want to learn more about how to invest passively, yeah. Or if you want to go flip a house, we can certainly give you a loan to do it. Absolutely. This one I thought was interesting because this comes from Stacy in Tucson, which tells me that we have people even out of state that are listening to our podcast, which is really cool, right? It's not just people in Austin listening to the radio show, but Stacy in Tucson says. You guys always talk about investing in Texas real estate. And she asks, can I invest with Noble Capital if I live in Arizona? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we chose Texas because of the stability of the real estate market here. Um, when we have those big swings, 2008 and all the way back to the 80s, the East Coast, the West Coast, we get a, a pretty significant change in property values. But Texas seems to ride it out pretty steady, as anybody here that owns a house can tell by their uh, their property taxes. So. We do residential only, Texas only, but the fact that you live in Arizona is a, a non-issue whatsoever. So we're, we're happy to uh, invest your money no matter where you live. That's right. Right on. And by the right. way, Stacey, we're com- Jess and I are coming oh, your way right. here yeah. in Just about a, couple a month, yeah. a couple of weeks. We, we go to masterminds around the country and learn how to sharpen our, our financial uh, advisory practice. So we'll be in Phoenix. I've heard great things about Tucson. It'd be great to I've been there a few times to visit. Yes, yeah, but absolutely, sure. awesome. we you can you can do business with us if you're in if you're out of state, Stacy. Give us a call. So call back in and let us know how to get a hold of you, and we'll look you up when we're out there. Perfect. 
So this one comes from Martha in Austin. And she's asking, is private lending similar to micro-investing? And if not, what's the difference? I'll, I'll take that one. That's, uh, that's one of those trick questions, I, I think, <laughs> trying to figure out how to address it because they're not really related at all. So micro-investing refers to a new trend. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but the most popular way out there is with an app on either your phone or your iPad or your tablet. Um, and one of the more mainstream ones is you install this app on there, and let's say you go to Burger King and get to hamburger and fries and you spend $7.50. This app is going to take that charge and round it up to 8 and send that $0.50 cents to an investment account that's going to start to accumulate. And once you hit 5 bucks, then you can start investing. So this is for penny stocks. It allows you to do it from your phone. Um, there's uh, all kinds of computer programs out there with algorithms that will, you know, buy and sell and invest your stuff for you, but it's a completely different game than the private lending. They're, they're apples and oranges. Sounds to me kind of like millennial investing. Yeah, like exactly. this is kind of a new thing. It requires apps and technology. and It's kind of cool. It allows, you, trend, it allows you to actually accumulate and invest with, with yeah. very little amount of money. Yeah, um, but at least similar something. to crowdfunding. Yeah, yeah, and and my I'll add to that. You don't typically get the same security as going directly into private lending, where you understand the underlying assets. So, I think you'll have more success with uh, the security of your investment with private lending. Okay, okay. This next one comes from Titus in Mississauga. That's up there in Ontario, I think. Whoa. Not only are they out of state, but they are out of the country. Uh, Titus asks, does Noble Capital only invest in Texas real estate? If so, why? So I'll take that one. This is Jaden here, Titus. And the answer is yes. We, we only invest in Texas. That's very deliberate. When you're doing real estate investing, there's a lot of reasons why you want to pick your geography wisely. And for us, there's a, there's a lot of reasons. Number one is we our office is right here in central Texas. We're in Austin, right in the heart of Texas. So we've got to be close to the real estate because it's a very hands-on business. Also, we just love the economics in Texas. Everybody's heard about the Texas story, so I won't go into a lot of detail here. But Texas is a very stable market, and it was very resilient even in the down markets. Uh, I mean, the 2008 crash. So absolutely we're proud to, to only invest in texas and we don't see ourselves going outside of texas in the foreseeable future yeah and if you want to learn more about what we do which is private real estate investment in texas you can go check us out on noblecapital.com and also i just want to say we're going to do these listener question episodes from time to time so we can actually address the things that you guys want to know so if you have any questions, hit us up on Facebook at Noble Capital and direct message us and give us your first name and where you're from and we'll answer them. Well, we've got more questions and we'll be right back after this break. Talk 1370, the right choice. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back to the show, where we're answering all of our listeners' questions. All of your questions. We had some pretty good ones in the last one. I was actually surprised that we had so many people listening to us outside of Texas. So that's really encouraging. Uh, you know, we've got quite a few questions to go through here, and I've got some kind of general questions here. Uh, Dale in Waxahachie 
asks, how much of my portfolio should I have invested in the stock market? That's a great question, Dale. And this is Jaden speaking here. You know, we, we get this question from clients all the time. And the if, if a financial advisor just starts rattling off, you know, the exact percentage you should have in the stock market without really digging in and understanding your situation better, then that that's a red flag. I would say run the other direction. Uh, you know, the, the very first question that Jess and I are going to want to understand is how old are you? You know, we're going to have different advice for a 25-year-old than we are for, for a, a 45 and a 65-year-old and so forth. And then also, what are your goals? When, when are you looking to retire? You know, what's your risk tolerance and, and so on and so forth. So we approach this question with, with care because we're talking about playing with fire. The listeners know what what's happening with the stock market right now, the volatility. And we, we expected this. The market's been hitting all-time highs. So this volatility we're seeing is, is very natural. This is the way that this beast that we call the stock market behaves. So this is something we like to go deeper on with, with you, Dell, and for that matter, any listener, because I can tell you this much, regardless of, of what age you are, now is a great time to look at rebalancing your portfolio after this amazing run we've had maybe taking some of that money and diversifying it and putting it into some accounts that are more predictable for your future. And specifically what we want to talk about is helping you lock in long-term income for retirement because that's what retirement's all about. Yeah, that's I, I could not have answered that any better. The main thing is that that question is going to be answered differently for every single individual person. Yeah, so the, the real answer to that question is it depends. <laughs> we don't have enough information, but I'll tell you what, Dale, if – you want to check us out. If you want to find out, come in and talk to us. Absolutely. We can we can definitely help you out. Go to noblecapital.com. You can give us a call. You can send us an email. And we're happy to sit down with you and kind of take a look and really answer that question for you. So Marcus in good old Lubbock, Texas. My grandmother was from Lubbock. Since you guys operate in the real estate market, do you anticipate a downturn in housing on the horizon? That's so, a good question. It's a great question. Mar- Marcus, I would say uh, absolutely you, you, you have to anticipate uh, downturns in cyclical markets. And real estate is cyclical, just like the stock market is. So you, you, you know, pr- if you're a prudent investment manager uh, or, or just investor, you, you've got to, to build in da- downturns into your model. And it's not if, it's when. And in fact, there's a lot of evidence right now that we're already seeing the front end of a downturn in the housing market. It's been spurred by uh, the Fed increasing interest rates a a little quicker than maybe um, some say they should. And as that money becomes more tight and more expensive, that's going to drive the the, the prices of, of homes down. So, you know, when... When we chose to be in the private lending business, we, we knew that we would be dealing with cyclical markets, and this is why we're, we're adamant about keeping our, our loan programs very conservative, focused on Texas residential real estate, which of all states, uh, that, that's where I would want to be to be able to weather those, those cycles in the real estate market because Texas just has an amazing outlook for the you know the foreseeable future in terms of the 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 local texas economy which is going to definitely strengthen and bolster the the residential real estate market 
You know, you mentioned the influence of the Feds playing with the interest rates on the housing market. The uh, the new tax laws also are having an impact on that, on the way that you can write off the interest from your house. Mm-hmm. That used to be a, a pretty big something you could take advantage of that has changed significantly now. It's yeah, it's scaring off some some investors that maybe don't see the the tax benefit, you know, anymore. So that that's a great point, Jess. Yeah, and and just to be clear, the the question was worded a little bit ambiguously. I I don't know if he's asking if we predict one on the horizon, uh, but we obviously can't predict a housing downturn, although you always have to anticipate that there's going to be one and and be prepared for it, right? That's right. And one, one thing I'll add is we've been in business for 17 years, so we've already weathered one of the worst um, downturns that maybe we'll all see in our lifetime. Yeah. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, they, there's a saying they, that you can't trust a man without a limp, mm. right? Because <laughs> like they haven't been they haven't been in a battle or had to, you know, had to scrap and claw and get through some tough times. So that's right. not that they that's have right. bad intentions, but you know, at, at the end of the day, no, Noble Capital's gone through. We have a limp uh, because we've gone through some tough times and we're tested by fire. And ha- applying those lessons to the future, I think, makes us a, a, a much more viable candidate for for real estate operations and real estate investing and we're able to win our our clients trust and confidence because of those tough times and how how we came out through through that and now have exceeded you know even our own expectations of where we could be at this time that's right that's That's right makes a lot of sense i've never heard that that uh that line i must be i must be pretty trustworthy then Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so this one comes from somebody who's clearly a fan of Jess. This, this is Kendrick in Houston, and he says, I've heard Jess mention motorcycles on the show. I'm a motorcycle enthusiast, and I was wondering, how many does he have, and what is his favorite one? Wow. All right, Kendrick, um, that's, that's cool. I have a follower. Yeah. Um, both of those questions are very fluid. So at the moment, four, five, depending on how you, uh, how you count it, um, but I usually have anywhere from three to five motorcycles at any time. They're all mopeds, right? <laughs> yeah. They're they're all Harleys right now. I, I broke my back about twelve years ago riding a wheelie down Mopac on mm. a crotch rocket, so I'm not allowed to have Japanese bikes anymore. So all my bikes are Harleys. Mm. Um, and as far as a favorite bike, I man, they're all my favorites. They they each serve a specific purpose. I got my hot rod bike. I got my comfortable bike. I got my chopper. Got my wheelie bike. I can still sneak some wheelies on a Harley. So <laughs> if I had to pick just one, it would be my white glide. All right, nice. So this one comes from Aubrey in Frisco. She asks, or I'm assuming it's a she, I guess it it could be a he, so I apologize if I I got that wrong. But the question is, Jaden, what the heck is a bucket and how will it help me retire? We talk about buckets a lot. And I will say we just aired The Bucket Show, I believe, last week. So that would be a good one to go back and listen to anywhere you get your podcasts, The Bucket Show. Jaden, what the heck is a bucket? Aubrey, you know, uh, you, everybody knows what a bucket is, and I'll, I'll tell you how to how, how you can use this to retire. Not Aubrey. <laughs> well, if you fall on hard times, you can take the bucket and go out to an orchard and pick fruit, and, and you can sell that for income in retirement. So I would say that's that's one that, use for a that's bucket. That's awesome, right? man. Yeah, that's, that works. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. No, um, in all seriousness, you know, we, we talk about buckets a lot, and, and that's simply the, the term that we use to 
identify the different strategies and the different purposes behind your investment accounts that you set up. And the the, the key there, I'm not going to re- replay the show, is to diversify into multiple buckets that have specific strategies, things like ex- uh, very specific income strategies, tax strategies, very specific uh, plans to, to deal with health care and long-term care, and so on and so forth. So go back and listen to the show on buckets. And one of the things that, that we would like to hear, Aubrey, if, if you're if you're interested in engaging more is what buckets of, of an, in, in terms of your investments, what buckets have you, do you have planned for your retirement and what are the strategies behind those buckets? That's where the conversation starts. Yeah. Perfect. I love this next question. <laughs> the question is, do you miss Romney being on the show? And this question comes from Romney in Austin. <laughs> so obviously Jess and, and Romney weren't on the show together, but um, I'm going to let you go times. ahead and answer it. Yeah, I, I would say today I'm absolutely missing Romney. The the cedar allergies are killing me. Um, <laughs> I've got about 15 different cold medicines in me to try to to uh, be able to record this show. So this would have been a good day to have Romney back. Yeah. Hey Romney, if you're listening, man, I miss you and I love you, buddy. <laughs> Can't wait to 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 see you. Um, I know you got your own podcast now, Fire Starters, and that thing's going really well. So yeah. proud of you. And I'm sure we'll invite you on as a guest soon enough. That's right. Go check out Firestarters. All right. We have a break. And after the break, we'll be back with some more questions. We'll be right back. And now, back to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, you should go find this episode on any podcast platform you listen to because you've really missed a lot of great content. But seriously, we are answering our listeners' questions that I've compiled over the past few weeks on Facebook and via email. Again, we're going to do these shows from time to time. So if any of you people out there have questions you would like to ask us directly about Noble Capital or about private lending or about the radio show or about Jess's motorcycles, feel free to hit us up on Facebook at Noble Capital. This next segment, I've really compiled all the questions that are, are, are pertinent to retirement. So the first one here comes from Amelia in Omaha. So another out of state listener, which is really cool. She asks, why do you have to be an accredited investor to invest with Noble Capital, and does the same go for your retirement advising services? Jess? Sure. So that's that's not our standard. That's not something we chose. Um, the, the federal government, in its infinite wisdom, has decided that you need to be a savvy investor to invest in a PPM, a private placement memorandum. So there's a pretty lengthy discussion about what that actually entails, but the short version is anybody with an iPad and, a, and an internet connection can go out and buy any of the stocks that are on the exchange going across the bottom of your TV, but a PPM is a private placement memorandum. It's not a publicly owned company. It's not the typical investment, so it has some unique features to it. So the SEC has decided you must be a savvy investor to know what you're getting into, and since we can't give everybody an IQ test, they basically said if you're smart enough to accumulate about a million bucks worth of net worth, you must be smart enough to invest. So that's the uh, accreditation you know, borderline right there. So basically, they're doing that to protect us from ourselves. 
For the most part, yeah. yeah. Make sure everybody understands what they're getting into. It's a non-standard investment. Yeah, and another another way of saying it, you know, just kind of in layman's terms is, and and we actually are we like this. We we don't want, uh, you know, somebody that has say a, a hundred thousand dollars to their name or a couple hundred thousand to come in and invest half of that or all of that into, you know, our noble capital private lending fund. That that puts a lot of of extra pressure on 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 the whole situation if. You know, for some reason, um, you know, the the fund fell onto some hard times, and we couldn't distribute the returns, you know, at at the rate that we anticipated. You know, s- someone that has accumulated, you know, a mil- over a million dollars, uh, theoretically, it should got be able a little to, cushion. Yeah, they can weather that. Yeah. Versus, you know, grand grandma, um, you know, Janie, who who's down to her last hundred thousand dollars, and it's all invested with um with one group so you know we don't anticipate having any challenges with our funds and we we have not we've been able to always meet our distributions and we we anticipate everything being great but at the end of the day those safeguards are in place for a reason so okay we do work with folks that are accredited on the noble um private lending but as far as doing general financial planning and 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 helping people with retirement planning we will work with anybody. You you can come in our you know what wherever you're at, and we we can sit down and talk and and guide you in 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 the right direction. Our program is is pointed at and most most effective for folks that have accumulated. I would say at least a half a million dollars, and our clients have on up to three, four, five, even some up in the the eight to ten million dollar range. But that doesn't mean we're not we're not going to work with you yet if you have less than a million dollars. So that's actually a great segue into the next question, which comes from Theodore in Fort Worth. He asks, how much do your services cost? I don't think that's such a clear cut uh, answer, but. So we, uh, Theodore, to keep it simple for you, we're, we, we have no, no fee for our services. Uh, all we ask is that you make us the beneficiary of on all your accounts. And and then we don't charge a fee, and we just kind of collect uh, there, you know, down the line when when you kick the bucket. Eventually, we'll get paid. <laughs> yeah. So, no. In in all seriousness, we we actually say that to clients yeah. to, to kind of break the ice. They ask how much are how much are your fees? And it's like, yeah. oh, there there's no fees. Just everything you own. Yeah. We just want to you to you know adopt us. I want to be one of your yeah. children. Yeah. Um, make us a beneficiary. But no. And just to be clear, listeners. Jaden was joking in case you didn't catch that. <laughs> so okay. yeah, we got, we got to mix it up here a little bit. So no, listen, we, we are very transparent about our fees. And one of the things we do is we not only will disclose what our fees are, but we're going to compare them to what you're paying now. And nine times out of 10, we're going to be able to, to lower your fees. And especially with those those mutual funds, there's a lot of hidden fees that are, that a lot of people don't really understand until you start reading the fine print. Mm-hmm. But we get paid like any financial advisor. We either get fees or commissions depending on the types of accounts we set up. And our our commitment to all of our clients is to be a hundred percent transparent and talk about those. So and and falling in line with that, there's no fee to come in and talk to us. So you're you're not going to be have you're going to have any kind of fees until you at least see what kind of fees are coming around. If that makes sense. So, so you can come in and hang out with Jess or Jaden for free. Talk about motorcycles. That sounds like a deal. Or, yeah, yeah. that's how time. it should be. Can I can I make an appointment? Come on. All right, let's do it. Sign them up. <laughs> All right. So Linda in Plano 
says that she currently works with a financial advisor, but her advisor doesn't offer anything real estate based as an investment option. And she's wondering if there's any way she can invest in Noble's funds through her existing advisor. That's a great question, yeah. Linda. Um, very, uh, very insightful to think think through that um, all the way down the down the path there. And the answer is absolutely. We we work with other financial advisors. They've got to have uh, the right licensing, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping your advisor does. They they've got to be able to to offer securities. Essentially, have have a Series sixty five or a. In other words, be a, a registered investment advisor and uh, what they call an RIA or a broker dealer, uh, and we would be happy to talk to your advisor. In fact, we have a, in a, in our capital markets and investor relations department, we we have a couple dedicated team members that just work with third party financial advisors. So reach out to us; we can talk about that. But Sean, I'd like to say on on the other side of this is a lot of financial advisors don't talk to their clients about real estate. And this is what something that people like. P- people want to hear about real estate as an option in their retirement. And there's really not a good answer for why advisors don't talk about it. Either they don't know about it, they don't know how to get paid for it, which I think is the case most of the time. That's the real story. Yeah, isn't and it? therefore, they don't want you to know about it as the client. But this is, this is a, a staple in our practice. And in fact, a majority, two two thirds or more of our clients participate in some type of real estate investing in their portfolio, and it serves okay. them very well. Cool. So, Greg in San Antonio is asking: Is there any way I can invest through Noble if most of my money is tied up in IRAs? Actually, Jess, I'm going to throw this one at you. Yeah, I've heard question. you talk about this before. It's actually pretty interesting. Deal with that on a daily basis. So, Greg, you know that's actually one of my favorite ways to reallocate resources because. If you have money that's in a traditional IRA or an old 401k that's been tax deferred, it's in a qualified account, we can make all kinds of changes to that without incurring a taxable event. Whereas a non-qualified portfolio, if we've got to sell a lot of uh, assets to move something over, we could cause a, a, a tax trigger there. So a lot of people don't realize this, that when you have, say, Fidelity, for instance, uh, you've got an IRA at a big box, they're serving two roles, the custodian of your account and they're the person or the entity investing that account but that does not have to all be in one spot. So we can do what's called a self-directed IRA. We can set you up with a, there's a, about a hundred banks here in, in the states that provide the service, set you up with an account, it becomes classified as an IRA and now you choose to invest in whatever you want to. So if you have an old 401k or any IRA, even a Roth, we can set up a new account, go qualify to qualify, there's no taxable event, and then you choose how to invest it. We can put it into our fund and then the proceeds of the fund go back into your IRA and there's no tax until you take it out. Man, that's slick. You've one got of the, the, yeah, one of the best kept yeah. secrets, a self-directed IRA. Again, if, if, yeah, yeah. if your advisor is not talking to you about what a self-directed IRA is, yeah. uh, then I, what I call that is herd mentality. Everybody's kind of in the herd, you know, r- rushing down towards Wall Street to put their retirement accounts to work. And yeah. the fact is yeah. that the IRS will <laughs> let you do a lot more with your retirement accounts than just invest them in Wall Street. So Jess is right on. Yeah, actually, that dovetails with our next question. So that's perfect. Henry in Bethesda. Good old up there. Where is that? That's in Maryland. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I believe so, it's a long right? Way. Yeah. Probably pretty cold right now. Oh, man. So Henry in Bethesda has a really simple question. He just asks 401k or IRA? Jess? I'll take that one. 
So I don't know that's really an either or. Um, 401ks and IRAs are basically the same thing. They are a tax deferred savings vehicle that are, that's qualified, qualifies for the IRS's rules on, uh, on retirement accounts. The biggest difference is that with a traditional IRA, you are limited on how much you can put in each year. Whereas with a 401k, it's a percentage of your income, and then you can have it matched by your employer. So you can get a lot more money into a 401k than you can into an IRA. And once you leave the company where you're working, I suggest taking that 401k and then rolling it over into an IRA so that you maintain control of all of it. But they basically function the same. The biggest difference is, one, you can put money in faster than the other one. So uh, here's a question from Sean right here in the (laughs) studio. So why do companies typically do a 401k rather than an IRA? Is it just structured differently? Is it easier for them? Because every company you go to, it's like 401k, 401k. Well, the right? 401k is, by definition, an employer-sponsored retirement account, Okay, it's a, as opposed to an individual retirement account, IRA. Right. So okay. the, the higher-ups in the company also have some benefit. Um, the amount that they can contribute to their retirement accounts has some correlation to how much the employees are contributing to theirs. So everybody's got a motivation to put money into these accounts. But okay. the, the 401k allows the employer to contribute to it on top of what you contribute to it. And either way, you still get to exceed the maximum that you can put into an IRA. Yeah. Okay. And then the 401k uh, rolls over into an IRA. It becomes an IRA. But okay. So, I see. so a 401ks are what companies offer their employers. Um, and then an IRA is your individual retirement account that you can roll your 401ks into or you can set up and contribute to uh, on your own okay. outside of your 401k. Well, so I, I actually want to finish answering that question. 401k or IRA, why not both? There you go. Both and that's and. exactly true. Yeah, perfect. There you go, Henry, both. <laughs> Have both. So Chip in Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids. Michigan, Iowa. Iowa, maybe? I'm going to say Iowa. Man, we are all over the place. Why is it that people tell me I shouldn't invest in annuities? <laughs> I'll take this Oof. one. All right, Chip. So and, I, I, and we actually just did an annuity show also, so go back, download the podcast. So I get asked that question all the time. Um, you know, annuities, that is a very broad definition. There are various types of annuities, and then you've got your grandfather's annuities from the 80s, and you've got the annuities from today. Um, they say that a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. So some people know a little bit about several different types of annuities, and they tend to group all of the negative things together. So you hear things like you lose all control of your money. There is no death benefit. The fees are horrible to get to the money if you need to get it out. And those just aren't true. Um, there's no way to really go in depth into this answer without you know a 30 minute explanation of annuities. But what I will tell you is most of the negative things you hear about annuities are describing either variable annuities, which we don't offer, or old annuities from the 80s and 90s, which are have been totally revamped these days. So annuities are a fantastic vehicle for retirement accounts and for retirees. I, I love them. It's, it's uh, one of my favorite things, actually. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And actually, I will say, if you want to learn a little bit more about annuities, we have a great white paper at noblecapital.com that you can find on the retirement section of our website. How do I know it's great? Because I wrote <laughs> it. wrote it, exactly. With a little help from Jess, but he didn't help much. I will say this, though. Annuities, when used properly, are a very, very powerful tool for retirement. Great. 
And in addition to noblecapital.com, you can also find us on Facebook at Noble Capital. Direct message me and leave us a question, and we might feature it on an upcoming episode. So we've got to take a break, but in the next segment, we are going to... We're going to do our, our latest segment, Tales from the Trenches, and we're going to find out about some real-life cases. And also, we'll be playing Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. Hang on. We'll be right back. Listen to Talk 1370 anytime, anywhere with the all-new Radio.com app. Check your phone's app store or visit Talk1370.com slash app. Once again, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And we are back. If you just tuned in, we've been actually answering a bunch of listener questions that I've collected through Facebook and via email. So we're talking directly to you, the listener out there. And we've had some really great questions, guys. I think... Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. There's been kind of retirement. There's been some private lending. There's been some, you know, motorcycle questions. I love that. And guys can uh, out there get to know you guys a little bit better, you know? So right now we have a new segment that we're calling Tales from the Trenches. And since we have a couple of real life financial advisors here in the room. It's really great to be able to hear some real life stories. So what I want to know from you guys is what is the wildest question you've heard from a client or investor? Who wants to take that first? I'll kick it off. All uh, right. You know, Let the old timer uh, go first. Yeah. So <laughs> we, this is Jaden here uh, for the listeners. If you're just tuning in. So you know, this is an interesting business when you think about it. And what you said, Sean, really resonates with me, uh, le letting our hair down a little and letting people know us. I'll tell you, at the end of the day, we can sit here and educate people all day long on the radio. And, you know, we can talk about all this financial wisdom and all, all, all these these great strategies and, and best practices. But at the end of the day, a, a client chooses to come on board and do business with us because they like us. It's really that simple. And in order for someone to like you, you, you've got to be able to build confidence and trust. So I think being transparent as an advisor and, and letting people know you is, is very important. And a lot of times, you know, it just takes that takes a little bit of, of time just to, you know, let's let's get off the financial topics and, and just talk about life and being a, a financial advisor talking about retirement planning we're talking to people about their life. I mean, this is their livelihood. They've worked their whole life to get to this point before they come in and see us. And they're, they're here to find out if, if they can retire. And of course, you've heard us say this many times. If you're a new listener, our goal is not just to help you retire. It's to help you retire with lifestyle, confidence, and fulfillment. And I'll tell you one of the one of the stories that comes to mind uh, tells from the for, for our tells from the trenches segment here is th this is kind of a, you know just a, a one-off uh, you know incident that happened but I I like to hang out with 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 clients whenever I get a chance it's it's hard to be close and hang out with all your clients of course but uh, there's a particular client um, a couple that had has done a lot of business with us we've grown close over the years and I've lived in Austin for 35 years now, I live out on the north shore of Lake Travis in, in the hill country there in, in Jonestown, if anybody knows where that is. 
you have to be careful when you drive through Jonestown. If you, if you blink, you'll you'll miss it. We one of the things that the kids and I and you know like to do together. One of our pastimes is getting out on the lake and and doing what's called wake surfing. And this is where you some of you have heard of this, where you you actually set your boat up to throw a big wave behind the boat just by adding weight and uh, there's there's certain types of boats that are built for this now and and then you go out with a rope and a surfboard and get up and then you drop the rope and essentially you're surfing in a never-ending wave out there that's wake surfing it's, I, it's I really, watched you do it it's pretty it's cool really cool i like it and we need to do that again soon Jess. in fact sean you need to come out i'm down let's do so, it so if you can imagine this i had a client um and it was it's a couple they're in their early 60s and they came over for dinner, and, and we, we went out on, on the boat with them. And they kind of challenged us to, hey, let's I want to see you go wake surfing. You talk about this all the time. So I jumped out there and, and, and kind of showed off for them a little bit. And a, a storm started to, to, to form over the, the hills, and we could tell that it was, it was very dark clouds. It looked like it was coming in. We're starting to see lightning. And you know I said, well, you know we probably need to start heading back. I don't want. I don't want to get pounded here with rain and getting a you know get in over our heads. And just as soon as I, I was talking about heading back in, the misses okay in in, in this client. Um, and this is a if this mind you, this is a, a successful high net worth client. Um, she pops up and says, you know what? I don't I don't want to go back yet. I want to try to go out there and go and, and wake surf before we go. I've never had an opportunity to do this. So she bravely puts the life jacket on, goes out, and um, I gave her a quick lesson, as quick as I could, it was about a 90-second lesson, and we threw her the rope, started pulling her up, and I'm telling you, on her first try, she was able to get up, and she was able to get into the wave and, and drop the rope and stay up for a little while, which was remarkable. She had so much fun that... I, I think that, that that's one of the things that locked in that relationship for us. And we, we've just had so much success together. And I never forget that, that time that we went out and kind so, of spent some special time together. So a client asked you if she could go wake surfing. Wake surfing with me. Yeah, yeah super cool. Really cool. That is cool. What about you, Jess? Do you have a wild question? You know, my office is kind of boring. I can think of a couple. Um, there's one that I don't know really qualifies for this, but I had a, a, a fairly attractive mid-50s woman come in my office once and I think she was a little bit enamored and she asked if I would come to her house to look at the view from her patio and help her evaluate uh, you know, how much she should sell her house for and she wanted me to come out and take a look at her boat out on Lake Travis so it was getting a little weird and I kind of distanced myself from that and those, she's, are, those are leading she's, questions she's not a client um, but the really weird one that, that caught me by surprise was I had a client we had a bunch of annuities and he had some existing annuities and he was under the misconception that he could put his money in an annuity let it accumulate for a while, turn it into a lifetime of income, and after he's drawn it all the way down when he dies, that the entire principal would then pass down to his beneficiaries. Wow. So he's trying to ask me to help him calculate what the return was going to be on the death benefit. And it took four or five times of him asking it before I realized what he was actually asking. So he wanted his cake, he wanted to eat it too, and he wanted to steal some cake when it was left over. So That's the that way to a, do it. That was, that was so <laughs> strange the way he was asking it that I didn't even pick up on it until the fourth or fifth time. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, it's time to play... My favorite game, put your money where your mouth is. And this is where the show's hosts have to come up with a phrase that sums up this week's episode. 
but I get to tell them how to do it. <laughs> so this is one of the few times I get to tell my bosses what to do. I absolutely love it. So I've got the envelope right here. The Sean envelope, right? The Sean envelope. That's correct. So this week, I want you to recap today's episode in any number of words, but you must do it in the form of a question. Any number of words in the form of a question. While the guys are racking their brains trying to put this one together, I just want to remind you that you can learn more about us at noblecapital.com. Check us out on Facebook at Noble Capital, on Instagram at Noble Capital Radio, and you can download every episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, that's your time. Did you come up with something? Let's hear it. Jess, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, I, don't, I don't know if this even falls in line with what you had anticipated when you started this, um, but I know I've had a lot of fun on the show, so my summary of the show and a question would be, why is this the most fun show I've recorded to date? Oh, nice. I love it. That one's going on the wall of wisdom, there we go. better known as Instagram. Great time today. That was nice. Bl- blowing a little sunshine at Sean over right? there. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> so... I'll tell you this, this is probably the magical question that happens in every meeting we, we do with clients, and I think it's appropriate for, for this, uh, this segment of the show, and that is simply, it's the million dollar question, and that is, what is important to you about your money? Perfect. That's a question we should all be asking ourselves, I think. We've got to give Brad a, a, a punch for that one, isn't that Brad's, Brad's line? It is a good yeah, one, yeah. Shout out, out to Brad the wizard he gave me. Yep. Well, that's awesome, guys. That's uh, the Noble Capital Radio Hour for this week. I'm Sean. I'm Jess. And I'm Jaden. And remember, life is short. Plan to enjoy it. We'll be back next week. (laughs) Good stuff. All opinions expressed by the speakers on this radio program are solely the opinions of those speakers and do not reflect the opinions of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, or their respective affiliates. Each speaker's opinions are based upon information the speakers believe to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Each speaker's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. The information discussed on this radio program is provided for general informational purposes only, does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you, and should not be construed as investment, legal, tax, or other advice on any subject matter. The information discussed in this radio program is not intended and should not be viewed or construed as a recommendation, advice, offer, or inducement to buy, sell, or hold securities, insurance products, or any other financial products. Before acting on any information discussed in this radio program, you should seek appropriate financial, investment, and other professional advice based on your particular facts and circumstances. Current or past performance is not indicative of future results. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed on this radio program. No outcome or profit is guaranteed. Any transmission of information through this program is provided on a non-confidential basis and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you or anyone of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, or Streamline Funding. Some information provided in this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. Such information is included solely as a convenience to you, and the provision of such information does not imply a responsibility for such third-party information or an endorsement of the linked site, its operator, or its contents. Acute Financial and Streamline Funding are both wholly owned subsidiaries of Noble Capital. Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, and or their respective affiliates and principals, which may include the speakers and guests featured on this radio program, may receive compensation from the sale of financial products featured in this program.
Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is strictly prohibited without the prior written permission of Acute Financial, Noble Capital, and Streamline Funding.